Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 14, and today's episode, we talk a little bit about Victor uh, experiencing what it means to go to a restaurant and spend money in a quality way, and what satisfies a person and what doesn't satisfy a person, and... Let me say this. If you ever go to a restaurant and get pissed off because you're spending money and they serve you a portion that does not satisfy your hunger needs, just go ahead and just continue to listen because there's a lot that would you that resonates with people that have those frustrations because I am one of them. And you can already tell I'm already going to start to vent a little bit more, but I've said everything that I've needed to say, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut right now and let uh, Rick's continue to mention a couple of things because I'm still on edge. Man. So we go from there, and we talk about a couple of other random things, just uh, pecul- peculiar. What? Wait, I grab. No, I had sighed no. and grabbed my heart as he can, as he said. We talk about a few other things, and we talk about Charlie Theron in Atomic Blonde. We do, and uh, a couple. Can't of wait to meet her. Quality. Someday. It's a, it's a really economically minded podcast. I yeah. feel like this yeah. episode. We, we're, correct. We're, <laughs> he's going through puberty. Yeah, he's, sa- he's, sa- he's saving so much money. He's going back in time and age. So. Uh, with that being said... Yeah, episode 14 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, so I like that. See how that ends up going. Um, ooh, the sounds, the sound seems pretty low. This is refreshing. But good, I'm glad. That's super kind of... Okay. Um... So I need I have something I need to get off my chest. All right, you wanna? Do I wanna what? Boost up our uh, our volume so people can, if they're interested in hearing us, don't have to look at that. Well, this is still look at it goes up. See, it's just we haven't entered. If I'm talking, if I, look look at how I'm talking though right now. Yeah, but look and how far away you are from the mic. So I should be like this. No, hello, like my listeners. Reasonable. We talked about this. Or we don't have the instead of having the mics on the table and leaning all the way back to the wall, we're gonna actually sit all with right. a good posture, with six, so, six, six to eight inches from the mic. Yeah, so don't, don't screw it up. I go downtown yesterday all to right. meet up with some friends that are from out of town because yeah. they were there for a wedding, and I met with I met up with them to hang out, and I met with them after class, and it's funny because I go to Oak Street Beach where they have, like, food and, like, drinks there on the corner. I immediately walk in and just think of college spring break. Like, there's a DJ, like, music is really loud. I feel like in order to be in this environment, I need to be hammered drunk. Like, upon entering and exiting the area, there's just, like, this weird smell of ass that just permeated the area just that particular area what, like, what day of the week was this this was yesterday okay so weekend yeah it was just like weird um and i go there wait just one area small yeah little, just small. the one area the entrance and exit the same oh, area okay. that's the only area it's not like the entire right. place okay. just like that which is weird because i'm looking around and there's just like there's just sand and there wasn't a garbage can there so it wasn't like and there's a distinct smell between like garbage and like ass and like some other random smell can you like set the scene of like what the what the facade looks like i mean this is exactly what it is it's out it's all outdoors so it's just literally uh a wooden like fence okay and uh you can see everything that's going on inside and there's tables and they just have that 
that uh, entrance exit so you know, like, you can't bring alcohol past this point. So it's all, is it all outdoors? Or is yeah, it it's all outdoors. Oh, really? Okay. It was just really weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, that I go weird. there, and I and I knew I'm, I knew I was going to be, like, spending some money. You know, it's downtown Chicago. Yeah. But it's, like, I'll have a beer that's green line and not, like, domestic because why would I do that? It's, like. And they're like, nine dollars. I'm like, fuck me. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. For a beer? I'm like, all right, here we go. Which well, I was cool. I was like, whatever, I'm drinking one. I'm not gonna be drinking more like a bunch of beers at this place. And then we go to this other place called uh Lowe's. Like it's this hotel, but that has like a rooftop. So we went up there and we get there and I'm with my friends and like their friends. So it's like a party of like twelve people. And the woman's like, yeah, uh, it'll be, you know, anywhere from about 30 to 45 minute wait. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just go to the bar and you can just, like, tell us when the table's ready. Ten minutes later. All right, table's ready. Like, what? Okay, whatever. Uh, go to there. Again, like, I'm looking at the menu. I'm, like, not trying to spend $15 on a cocktail. So, like, I get a beer and it's, like, again, like, all right, $10. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Which... At this point, I'm, like, not trying to get drunk. I'm seeing friends from out of town that I haven't seen in a long time. So what does it matter whether I'm spending $10 per beer or if I'm spending, like, 70 you know, dropping 50 bucks on one? Th- like, it's just, like, I'm just going with the flow. I'm hanging out with them. Yeah. You know, um, so whatever. But it just reminded me, like, shit, everything is so expensive when you, like, go downtown. Um, and it was funny because there was a bit of a... Uh, not like a scuffle, but just like one of those situations where people are like, "Oh, like I, like I thought this was going to happen." Like, no, like there was just like some confusion. Which in I, your crew? Yes. Okay. How big was the crew? Which I it, this was not my crew. My oh, yeah. okay. I had two, my friend and his wife, and then it was their her friend and her husband who they just got married and like their friends. So this wasn't like my crew. Um, but, like, what happened was they had ordered food at the bar because they thought it was going to be, like, a 45-minute wait, anticipating. And so then they, they sat us down at the table. And like, oh, we're, like, we're still waiting for our food. The food had been sitting at the bar, and they brought it. And I think it was, like, cold oh, or, like, something weird really? like that. And, like, someone said, like, the guy had gotten angry. And they're, like, well, I don't understand what's going on. Like, they said it was going to be a long wait, so we ordered food at the bar, but the bar didn't tell like, they just put the food there for them to pick up because they ordered it from the bar. Yeah. And then it was just, like, it was just weird. But it was funny for me because I wasn't a victim. So I'm kind of snickering. We leave. <coughs> we leave. We go to, uh, we stop at the hotel, get some beers. And then we go to this, like, sushi place uh, in West Loop. And this is what kind of is got under my skin. All right? So... I'm there, and I order the chirashi, which I it's pretty much just like a random assortment of different, like with rice and sashimi and oh, okay. a few other things. Yeah, totally worth it. This fucking place has the audacity, the gall to serve people just like the tiniest portions of food. I cannot. Okay, I would rather pay extra more money. Than I already did and have a a full serving than to pay money and get like a partial serving 
You want to be full, by the way. Yeah, I want to be full. Yeah. I want to be full. And these are places, too, where it's like, you can, the vibe, too, it's like, it's, and the food, when they give it to you, it looks fine, but it's, I don't know how to describe this, but you know there's those places where you pay money for your food, they give you like a half portion of really what it should be, but it looks cool, and it's trendy, Yeah, you know? Got the little swirls of yeah. the whatever sauce so they're out. So, I paid $25 for this piece of shit, and I would have much rather paid 40 or $50 for a full entree. I yeah. would have paid, gladly would have paid twice the amount I paid just so I could be full. So, you were not full after you no. finished eating this? no. Like not what, at all. What level were you even like? Were you just like, I really need more food right now? Was it that sort of well, like? I enjoy. Was it like I wasn't like? It, yeah, it's fine. But it was. Sus- it didn't fill me up. Yes, it was sustainable, but yeah. like I didn't. I wanted to be full. You yeah. know? And I like eating too, even if I'm not like full. Oh, totally. I'll eat. Well, especially when it comes to sushi too. Oh, it's, it's delicious. Like, it's like well. And the cost, too. I mean, just throw in a little extra rice or whatever. I mean, Dude, really. let me paint a picture for you, okay? okay? So I get this bowl that is about five inches in diameter and maybe about two and a half, not even three inches deep. Maybe like two and a half inches deep, okay? Okay. Two inches of it is rice, and the other half inch is like a chopped, uh, chopped sushi. I'm eating these pieces one at a time just to... Try and savor each moment because this is going to be gone in about five minutes. How many like slices of uh, sashimi were there? They weren't even whole slices. It was all just like chopped. So it was, it was all like chopped m- up, like one or two pieces. Worth? Yeah, really? probably. That's wow. what I'm guessing. It was like twenty five bucks. Oh and my goodness! For the same amount at Hokai, you can fill your ass up with. Uh, all you can eat sushi, and for the same price at a few other places and suburb places too, yeah. you get this chirashi, and it's just like oh, this beautiful just display of rice and egg and sashimi and all this other stuff. And here it's like I get this little like dog treat of a bowl. I was fucking was it pissed. was it like a like a highly recommended place? Or yeah, something like that? yeah. They had yeah. Uh, they had yep. exclusive. This is the state of the art food type thing. Yes. Yep. Gosh. The crazy part is, too, is right before you picked me up, I was watching Hotel Hell with uh, Ramsey Gordon. Yeah. And I, half of it, because he comes from the hell, you know who he is, right? Yes. Ramsey Gordon, he does... Uh, or Gordon Ramsey, yeah. Or Gordon Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. Does Hotel Hell and uh, Kitchen Nightmares. And I was just watching, you know, part of the Hotel Hell is, half, half of it is the kitchen, how it does with the kitchen. And it's like, it's so simple to be able to make satisfactory food and be able to turn a profit if you just respect the customers. I mean, really understand what the customers want, which is to walk away full and satisfied. Yes. Being like, this is good food. And managers, I don't know what it is, like why the internet exists right now. You can see what works and what doesn't work. And you have these people who are so resistant because they're so stuck in their own mindset of like, this is the way it should be versus this is what customers want. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to me to hear like a highly respected restaurant or like a trendy place or whatever still being able to get away with that bullshit type, like so serving stupid, like half dude. a portion or something like that and then charging up the ass. Yeah. Because like, was the service exceptional? Was the, okay, was the ambience I have, like I have out of n- this world? I have nothing else to complain about other than the the serving size but like of the was food. it was it yeah the, but um, that's the, the ambience, most important part the ambience was amazing the service was great the quality of the food was great everything was phenomenal with the, the except size, the with portion. the exception of the size okay. I, I like i said 
I would have rather paid twice as much. I mean, not not proportionately, like pay twice as much to get twice as much food. But I would rather go into a place paying fifty or sixty bucks to walk away full than the twenty five bucks for that is still expensive. If you're going to a nice place, you might as well. Like, exactly. I at that point, at that point, I thought to myself, you know what? Yeah. I would have been totally cool uh, going to Jimmy John's or Subway. Like seven or eight bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, I actually because I, on the way over there to meet them, I got Jimmy John's. So I didn't know what I was going to eat, so I paid seven bucks for a sandwich. It was tasty. I felt full. I was pretty happy. Uh, and get this too, um, Amanda, my friend's wife, she orders a glass of champagne, and we get our checks. And it was a twenty five dollar glass of champagne. <laughs> like a flute? Was it a flute, uh, or was it like? Yeah, uh, n- or maybe it was uh, white wine. I don't think it was white wine. I think it was champagne. I think it was maybe one of those. Okay, because for example, like a wow. flute, most of the time, so, like standard example, a bottle of Prosecco, like a short little bottle of Prosecco. It will fill the flute and then like a little bit more. So you can drink from the flute and then you can put the rest of the bottle bottle in. So when you're buying a little oh, mini, when you're okay. buying a little mini bottle of Prosecco, yeah. you know. If you put it, I think it would, I, I think it would theoretically like fill up the entire flute up to the, up to the rim. Yeah. So you can drink, you have a full flute and then you can put a little bit extra in after you've drank some, you know, okay. I can't recall. I wasn't paying attention. Um, I don't recall seeing like a very thin flute on the table. So maybe they poured it into a slightly bigger, I don't know. It wasn't on my radar until the very yeah. end. When they it was cle- like, when they cleared oh my the god, twenty five dollars. Yeah, when they cleared like, the table, the and then my buddy Chris, um, he ordered just like rolls, uh, and these rolls were easily like ten, twelve bucks each, like six piece rolls. Dude, these rolls. Okay, you know you've been to Hokkaido, any standard sushi place, right? These rolls were six were pieces. yeah, six pieces yeah. were probably about at least. 25 to 30% smaller in size than your standard roll. Yeah. They were like, I mean. Three fourths of the size yeah, of a standard sushi. You know, sushi you know like oh, a yeah, roll no. is usually like this size, with, and then it was like a little bit smaller because it looked, it, it, you can tell all of this also had to do with like the way it looked, okay. the presentation. And uh, it looks like yeah. cool. So they thought they'd tack on an you know extra what I'm saying? for the presentation. Wow. Don't, oh my goodness. I understand things are expensive and I don't mind I don't mind spending money on stuff, but don't met like with food I get pretty pissed off about it. Yeah. You know? With food I get pretty pissed off about well, yeah. it. Yeah. I mean there there's gotta be a standard somewhere, yeah. right? Well and I mean it helps too that we've grown up in the suburbs of Chicago where we've had like the finest cuisines yeah. available to us on a very Yes. relatively inexpensive price because i would remember when i was living even in wheaton there were a couple of sushi places around where you could spend 20 bucks and basically have enough food for the entire day like wow. there was good sushi yeah. deals around us and there and there still are i mean hokai you know you got your what 20 25 all you can eat sushi from yeah 25 bucks like all you can eat sushi. seven or something like that yeah and it's like no oh it's after 3 p.m it's it's offered the entire day Okay. And prior to 3 p.m., it's like $21 or 20 bucks, And after 3 p.m., it's 25 And you can sit there and just 
Eat, 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 and it's delicious. And present, presentation aside, it's like it's going to go in your stomach, right? Yeah. Like so, it's 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 a matter of the taste in your mouth, yeah. right? Which I mean, Hokkaido sushi, I think, is uh, comparable to any type of other expensive, sushi especially that's out there. anywhere here in the West suburbs. You know, in these affluent areas that we live in, yeah, like they got to have a certain degree of game for people to come back. So it's not like we're comparing downtown Chicago with just like a hole in the wall place. These yeah. are like nice places that need to keep up their game up in order for people to be coming back yeah yeah so it's like wow i mean how and how does the place survive when they only give you half the this is what i've this is what i've learned this is what i've learned um that eat dinner ahead of time and then like go out and eat your food or whatever it is like, and then your mini sliders or something like that. Yeah, I was just like, "What the?" And it's funny because even if I had, even if I was a millionaire, I would. Why would you spend your money at a place? Well, like here's that? the thing: even if I was a millionaire and I walk into a situation and it's not exactly what I thought it would be, I'd probably spend money just so I can be full. You know, if I had a bunch of money to spend, just easily rack up a three hundred dollar tab or something like that. But <laughs> for four slices, I still would not go. I still would not. I would have a re- respect for money that I would not just do that all the time or like special treat, right? Yeah. Yeah. But even then I was like, what the fuck? I that not a lot of things upset me. Uh people that don't have common sense is one of them and restaurants that don't serve me a full portion is another. <laughs> I and this it. is and when I was in Spain visiting my sister like in Europe the the serve the portions are just smaller they're <clears> not <throat> as like they're just the serving portions are smaller right yeah even in Europe I would be full because what you're used to here in America is these serving portions where you are full but then you feel like afterwards you just feel like you've gorged your whole stomach so you go be, you go over that um you've crossed that line at least when I was in Europe, every place I went to, it was just like the perfect amount. Okay, I'm full. I'll be hungry in a few hours. I don't feel like nasty or bloated or gorged like my stomach, but I feel full. This place, it was like, okay, I'm hungry, and this satisfied me about uh, 20% of the way. Only 20 I was just like, what the Only heck? 20%. Luckily, I wasn't like starving when I walked in there, but I was like, what the hell? But I will say this. We were in the basement um they had like a nice like lounge area in the basement for people to hang out before their table was ready yeah they had a bottle of like the Sapporo beer for 7 bucks which is standard you yeah. know bottle of beer a beer downtown Chicago is going to be between you know 6 and 10 bucks yeah. Yeah. typically yeah. so whatever but then on the menu they had a beer and a shot for also $7 so you can buy a bottle of Sapporo for $7 or you can buy a bottle of Sapporo and get a shot of whiskey for seven dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're all going to take the shot on that one. We're definitely all going to do that. Well, so that's I, I remember when I was in New York. I told you about that whole Mall Bar place. Uh, um, can't remember what it's called off the top of my head right now. Um, Did I go there with you? You didn't, but I had told you about this. It was just this whole Mall Bar place where it had the shot and the beer special. Oh, that okay. was six dollars. Yeah, six dollars in New York City, like downtown New York City, where I you think have. It, yeah, I think at Second City they do. The I think on Wednesdays or something they do a beer and a shot for ding five dongs. bucks. No, that's right, ding dongs, ding dongs, yeah. <laughs> ding dongs. Yeah. Do, ding 
dongs. Yeah, that's so funny. That's a good <laughs> name. You get what you expect. Yeah. But yeah, Second City does that too, beer okay. in a shot. You get a, I think it's a, I think they give you a can of, like it's a cheap beer, like hams. Yeah, yeah. And a shot, which is still like, okay, cool. I mean, comparably, the city prices, it's like, you know, even bottom yeah. shelf liquor, you know, it's still well comparable. It's funny because when I was at the Hancock Lounge a couple of years, or the Signature Lounge a couple of years ago, there was a bottle of wine. I can't remember what it's called, but I remember it was the same bottle that we served at Reserve 22 when I worked there. Mm-hmm. So this bottle of wine at Reserve 22 cost maybe $30, $35. Okay. It was one, and at uh, the Signature Lounge, Signature Lounge, the same bottle that downtown Glen Ellen or Glen Ellen Restaurant serves for $35, this bottle costs 60 or 65 at the Signature Lounge. And you just go down the street at Binnie's, you can buy the same bottle for 12 or 15 bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude. Right? 12 or 15 bucks. Yeah. So how much do you think a bottle of wine cost at, uh, at uh, this next place, Mods? Yeah. These bottles of wine, they served them by the glass, too, but others you only could buy by the bottle. Eat all of them between 100 and 160 bucks. You're kidding. Nope. And like the cheapest wine there was like oh their God. was just their house wine. It was like six dollars for a glass, which even that's like pretty cheap for Chicago. A six dollar oh, glass of wine. Holy crap! Um, and there was no, uh, there was no, what's it called? What's it called when you like, for example, when you buy in bulk, like it's cheaper per the ounce to buy five pounds yeah, of pasta like, than one uh, pound, like a discount rate. Or yeah, something so like, like if you buy know. a bottle of wine for like say it's like a hundred bucks, yeah, eat that glass would be twenty five versus like a twenty five dollar glass, and then you buy the bottle, it's maybe like ninety or something yeah. weird like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at this menu. wholesale for no, yeah, not, not, it's, it's, not it's, wholesale, it's, it's called something yeah, else. Yeah. Um, and so we're at this place, this cocktail lounge mods, which is again nice place. Uh, Cocktails, amazing. They were amazing. It was like a $13 cocktail, which I was totally happy paying. Because what kind? It was, uh, actually, I don't recall because my uh, Amanda, my friend's wife, ordered it for me. Oh, okay. Um, Free or sweet No, sour, I wasn't like... Tangy? What was the type of tech? That, like, I think taste? it was a... I think actually it was a Moscow Mule, maybe, that she ordered. Okay. But it didn't come... No, it wasn't. I don't know what it was. It was sweet, though. There was mint and orange peel in it, and it was Ooh, delicious. That sounds good. But anyway, we're looking at the menu. There's no beer, because this place is too good to serve beer. <laughs> Just cool. wine and cocktails. Yeah. And I'm looking at the menu, and, I'm, and I lean over to my lean over to Amanda, and then I lean over to like Hyatt, and I'm just like, this menu, this menu does not allow you to win. <laughs> Everything on here is just so fucking expensive. This menu does not allow you to win at all. So, what's the cheapest thing you get on the menu? Uh, just a glass of their house wine, which was like six bucks. Oh but I didn't God. feel like drinking wine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, le- uh-huh. like, not lesson learned, but just like reminder, like you can't exactly count <laughs> on, if you're a normal person, yeah, which 99% of the world is, like in terms of finances, can't exactly count on like starting your night at restaurants. Like you need to get like ninety percent of your work done at the hotel 
or at someone's house. If you're going, you know, you know and you then gotta, and then use ahead. and then get use your fifteen dollar cocktails and ten dollar beers as like supplements yeah. rather than your primary source to like a have a good time. More as a yeah, just to keep the started. just to keep the engine going. Yeah. You know, use it as like reserve fuel rather than like your primary tank. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. I don't regret anything, but it was just like the whole time too. I'm thinking like. This is going to be a great podcast episode the whole time that that was going on. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, the crazy part is, is that back when I was in the ministry, I was, you know, coming from suburban Chicago, you know, the sort of elitist East Coast type people, yeah. you know, I went to school out in New York City. And so when we, when I would be invited out to dinner, it would always be to these like swanky, like yeah. East Coast restaurants where they served lobster and rabbit yeah. and like... You know, all these, you know, fowl and all these incredible, you know, combination of flavors. And I look at the menu, I'm like, damn, like, do I, am I going to have to end up paying for these? And it's just like. Right. Oh, yeah. Shit. Like, how can you afford to be able to, to, if you make this a regular thing, how can you afford to be able to keep eating like this? And it's like, well, the people who have money probably only eat there when they're trying to make business deals or, right. or some sort of like business related transaction. Yeah. And then the people who have sort of come across wealth or whatever, they're not going to last long. They're only going to, you know, stay there until their yeah. wealth dries up. So it's like, it's left with those explorers that are, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's a night out, you're going out to a bar, you're experiencing everything. And, Oh my God, it's $12 for a Bud Light. Like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> like, like what have I gotten myself into kind of thing? Um, but, $12 for a Bud Light? What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you, you got to – I have I have had the fortunate privilege to be able to experience some of these higher class yeah. things. Because, you know, my, my ex-wife, you know, her family, uh, she had people in her family who had worked on Wall Street. And so oh, yeah. they were Wall Street execs who had ended up leaving the East Coast and starting – hedge funds and stuff like that back in the Midwest. Okay. And so they were like financially set. So every time that we would end up going to, uh, visit them, they would take us out to these just amazing restaurants, not even amazing, just ridiculously expensive restaurants. Oh, that's really? like, holy shit. Like if I had to pay for this myself, I'm, you know, I was a pastor at the time. Yeah. It's like, there's no fucking way <laughs> that I would be able to fork over $40 for like half a salmon. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not even put my meal afterwards. on an it's installment like, plan. It's like, yeah, like I could, I could like rub it all over my chest and yeah. get as much nutritional value as eating it. It's like, there's no way, there's no way I'm paying that sort of money for for that. So I like to like research before yeah. I go, but you know, when you're out and sort of just being dragged along, it's hard. But, it's hard to predict. It's hard to like know how much you gotta fork out. Again, I like I really enjoy restaurants and having that experience that shared experience with people, but I'll gladly drop, you know, money at a restaurant as long as I can walk away full. Yeah. That's the thing. At Cortino, um, which is like by the Grand Red Line stop, this Italian restaurant, I'd go there with Perry a bunch and it'd be so delicious. We would get, we would get, we would get like several martinis and appetizers. Yeah. And, it, the tab would be like 120 bucks or something. Yeah. So it was like I got exactly what I, I – I feel like when I go there, I get more than what I pay for. Yeah. 
because I mean the martinis are like twelve bucks, but they're like these specialty martinis are delicious. Like we always start off with like an espresso martini to get the caffeine, so we like don't get tired when we continue to drink. And then like they, they just have just amazing the drinks. I love the espresso. Martini. And the we just get appetizers. And we can usually only get our what get our way through about three appetizers before we get full because they do they don't shortchange you like they do a lot of them they're fair and then some of them they even give you more than what should be what you expect yeah so we go there tab would be like between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and fifty bucks for all of our drinks and appetizers. Yeah. And I'd walk away like, you know what? I spent a lot of money here, but I'm glad I did because this was a phenomenal experience to start the night. Mm. And it was like amazing. Yeah. Then you come across that. Well, it, I feel it is though. I, uh, I hear that and I think to myself, there's nothing that brings people together more than suffering together. Oh yeah. Through an experience. Yeah. I feel like that, that is a true bonding experience. And it's like when you go out at night and you have a shitty experience. It's like everything you could possibly think of goes wrong or something like that. But the but people can, who are you yeah. with you are experiencing that as well. Yeah. And that's like it turns into a bonding a, experience. It turns into a good experience, just the communal In suffering. Yeah. I mean, I think back to high school when uh, Mendelssohn Rosenstein took us to France. Like, we were the first class in high school. Our French class was the first class. To do, like, in, this like, annual Five years trip. to go on an out-of-state trip. Oh, okay. And so we went to France. And that probably was one of the worst experiences of my life in the moment. Okay. In the moment, it was like we were, I mean, we were, we were driven like slaves, man. Like it was, it was intense. We were, we ended up going to bed. I mean, part of it was our fault. We ended up going, falling asleep at around midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But then we had to be up at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Why would you? For an entire they... day of walking around France. Because we were in France. We spent a lot of money to get there. Might as well explore the city, right? Oh, so they make you get your ass up at five <laughs> So the they're like, we have we have like six different sites we have to visit. Then the day that we arrived in Paris, mm-hmm. we ended up going on a three-hour walking tour after we got off the plane. <laughs> like, we checked into our hotel, which <laughs> wasn't the hotel we were supposed to check in yeah. so we had to go to another ho- the actual hotel that had our reservations check in there and then we and you're like walking around with your pack your luggage and everything <laughs> we're super jet lagged and we've just dropped off our stuff we're like, oh my god like we're walking around for three hours the Champs Elysees yeah it's wonderful like that's great like whatever like my stomach is like eating itself yeah. at this point in time and everyone else is feeling the same and so we get to this restaurant where they they charge you like Two or three euros for a glass of water. Yeah, water's not free out there. Water's not free. No, I didn't know that. As yeah. like the their pizza, we we'd gone the first night. We'd gone to an Italian restaurant, like a I guess it was an Italian restaurant. It was like a French Franco yeah. Italian restaurant, and I was just like, oh okay, like three of us were were like okay, this pizza seems like it'll serve three people, right? So we order it. Seems like a interesting choice. No sauce. No sauce on this pizza. It was just what? bread and cheese, and we're we're looking at this like this is this isn't pizza. Like this isn't what and yeah. and it it cost like it cost something extraordinary. You Eighteen never, euro. You would yeah. I mean, it was like a twenty five dollar pizza <laughs> that, between three people that you would never in a million years pay for in the United States. It yeah. was just a piece of shit. And and we're looking at this like, did we really just pay like eighteen twenty euro for this yeah. like little little piece of shit? But you know, years later, we're we're looking at ourselves and like, man, 
Like, what an experience that was. To, yeah. to just be in the suffering, like, not knowing what we were going to experience, experiencing the shittiness as it was, and then having to suffer the consequences of just not knowing everything. But we were all in it together. And yeah. it's like, this is such a bonding experience. That's why I love, I loved mission trips, summer mission trips, uh-huh. is because they would never turn out how they were supposed to. And there would always be some sort of suffering that, that the community would have to endure because the <laughs> failure of leadership of the pastors or organizers of the, of the trip. And so all of us, at some point in time, would be able to look at each other and just with a look, just looking at each other, like, yeah. We know we know what we're experiencing, and this thing transcends time. So, yeah, man, like suffer like that's such a community building. That's why I'm such a proponent of pushing people outside their boundaries with other people, is because it's going to disrupt people and it's going to make them feel super uncomfortable. And like that's the thing that I looked forward to most in my ministry was these mission trips, not because of the work that we were going to do, but because of the suffering that we were going to encounter. Because that suffering builds community like nothing else. That's so funny. It's so true. Going back to uh, the restaurant thing yeah. that you're saying and like get, getting something you didn't expect. <laughs> uh, last year, I was downtown Indy at some Irish pub. At some Irish pub, which side? I won't even go, don't even get me started on Irish pubs. Um, but anyway, we're there. They're going to be like a separate podcast episode altogether. They're just Dude, so I'm fucking stupid. I'm actually really intrigued to hear about they're this. They're so Irish stupid. They're all the same. Like they they're, are. And the theme is, hey, come here. It's like an Irish pub. It's like, this is such. McCooligans. Yeah. Like. McFins. Shenanigans. Like all this stupid the shit. The Irish pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all. just so dumb. Generic. Yes, exactly. It's, they're just so generic and there's nothing special about them at yeah. all. Um, but anyway, we go there to get dinner and we're looking at the menu, and this is another reason why I always think that uh, I don't think there's really anything special about a restaurant's hamburgers. Like there, I talked about this once before. Like hamburgers, there's nothing. They're just so generic. Unless you go to like a barbecue, like yeah. those are always on point. Or like you walk into a uh, like a hole in the wall restaurant with like the cheap plastic chairs and like the checkered floor. And tables that have been there for the last 15, 20 years, you know, and, like, paint is missing from the wall. You know when you walk into a place like that, that food's going to be fire. If the, you know? if the chef has been there that long. Yes. Only if yes. the chef has been there that um, long. Yeah. But anyway, he orders, a like, a Blarney burger or something stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was so close to getting a hamburger. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go with chicken fingers. Like, I like chicken fingers. And I, something told, something spoke to me saying, do not order the hamburger. Right? He brings the food to the table, right? And we're all just, like, looking at Micah's hamburger, like... And we're looking at each other as the waiter is still, like, putting some things down. And, like, I start to laugh. And I have to turn my head away because the waiter is still putting stuff down. And I, like, just don't want to be seen. He walks away, and there's a moment of silence where we're just continuing to just look at each other like, what the hell is this? Okay? So, imagine... A plate, right? Your average dinner plate's like probably what, twelve or thirteen inches in diameter, yeah. right? So you have, and you know, you have this the hamburger bun. You know, picture a hamburger, right? With the French fries, everything looks normal. No, we're like, what the hell? It was hamburger that was about this thin, and it was the size of the plate. No, no. And so Micah's no. like, Micah's like, I no. don't. Micah's like, yeah, it was probably like about not like. How big was the bun? It was like an eighth to an inch thin. 
it was a normal sized bun. So Micah's looking at this, and everything is underneath the hamburger, with the exception of like the top of the bun is off to the side. So Micah's just like grabs a piece of the side and is like, I don't understand. Like, and he's picking it up. He's like, Am I supposed to like fold it in court? Like fold it over a few times? So he takes the hamburger, like an eighth of an inch thick, the size of the dinner plate, folds it over twice and quarters to put on the, so it can fit onto the hamburger bun. You can see the rest of the plate and the french fries that are underneath the hamburger meat and to eat it. Not only that, but it, it's got like, it's like the color of like brain. Like it's just like, it's got like this grayish hue to it. Oh my God. So it doesn't even look, it doesn't even look like a properly, um, like piece of grilled meat you know like that yeah. nice brown like look to it or something like yeah and it it just looked like, like plain it that, looked yeah. plain and there was a grayish hue to it oh. and i just thought to myself i am so happy i got chicken fingers so happy and we're all looking at this thing like what the hell is this it's like okay so when you're the blarney burger look at me we're being authentic yeah but dude i mean it's, <laughs> it, it's not that hard when you're gonna do something out, as out of the box as that give you a normal size bun with a burger the width of your plate <laughs> yeah, yeah. like dude show show a fucking picture of that <laughs> before you serve it to me like, right? i'm expecting a burger that fits on my bun not this like frisbee that i can toss <laughs> yes. out the window we mentioned a frisbee i think yeah it's like it was like that's that ridiculous. Yeah. you at least need to show a picture of something that far out of the box oh my god that's insane yeah, yeah. i'm trying to think the weirdest food experiences i've had I, I haven't had too many. I, I, I've had, generally speaking, pleasant experiences. I have to say, I, I do visit McDonald's every once in a while. Oh, you have to. The, yeah. And the and the one on uh, North Avenue in Bloomingdale always gets your order wrong. If you ever order <laughs> something more than one item, they will, they will get it wrong. They will find, they will a, way find a way to screw it up. To get it wrong. <laughs> it, is, it is beyond my understanding or capability uh. to, like... Get what's going on? Right yeah, there. but it's like it's so easy for any sort of restaurant to just sort of go off the rails. Yeah, it just depends on gosh, the person they will find a way to get it wrong. It's like, and and that's the thing too. When it comes to like fast food, you expect uniformity. You expect oh, that's like, why it, yeah. when you go to a fast food place, you expect a product to come out it's the same be the way same. that it's going to be anywhere. And yeah, you got some of these places. Where the, it's like, the hamburger, the, the hamburger, the everything needs to taste the same as it does from New York City to Miami to some random ass town in the South to yeah. L.A. Everything, at least across the country, needs to be the same. Yeah. And then obviously they have like they have different variations for Mexico or for Japan <laughs> or whatever. But like that's exactly why they have it franchised the way that it is, so that you can have the exact same thing in one place. Uh, and have the exact same flavor, you know, 3,000 miles away. Although I heard in France they use a different style of... And, and plus they don't have the hormones in their beef and stuff like that. So well, all the like regions it, taste slightly different. Like, yeah. The McDonald's yeah, in Brazil yeah. is obviously way different than the McDonald's here in the United States. Dude, when I was in France, they had this, like, restaurant-looking three-story building dedicated... It was a, it was a McDonald's restaurant. Shit. And it was the only one, basically, in, like... 
that uh, fourth of the city. It was the only McDonald's restaurant. I don't know. No, it was like a, probably like a flagship location. Two, but it was yeah, it was. But it was like three stories, and it was like this oh. nice restaurant. You had business people coming in. You had all really? this like. It was a very professional setting. You had uh, there nice waiters tables. there. There the were McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were waiters there was, that would bring the food to the. And it's like, whoa. There's a I documentary mean, on McDonald's that was like two hours long. I watched like several years ago, and they just talk about the different McDonald's in different parts of the world. Yeah, and yeah, they talk about a McDonald's where uh, there's waiters, and you're not supposed to tip them. And then there's McDonald's that serve alcohol. And there's, like, yeah. the, the McDonald's yeah. in the... I can't remember what the region is called, where there's, like, Finland, Sweden, and... Um, Finland, Sweden, and Norway. That, like, that whole area. Um, the McDonald's drive through there, they because everyone's on snowmobiles, they have, like, this <laughs> special wrapping that keeps your food hot in, like, negative 30 degree, oh like, temperatures. Yeah. It's a really interesting... Uh, it's a really interesting documentary on McDonald's. It's really cool. Hmm. But yeah, fucking A, restaurants. Get your shit together. Seriously. You know? <sighs> there was another thing that I wanted to talk about. Well, that was a lot of on a lot of talking on just food. There was something else that I wanted to mention, but I cannot recall what Family, it friends, was. food, fun, uh, entertainment. Oh, speaking of entertainment. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, Speaking of entertainment, I watched the movie Atomic Blonde. Oh, did you? That movie's fucking awesome. Is it? Such a great movie. I'm considering actually watching it. Dude, it's a great movie. It's great. Oh, oh, this this is exactly how this happened. Okay, first of all, I'm in love with Charlize Theron, so any movie she's going to be in, I expect a slightly biased opinion because I just absolutely love her. What other movies has she been in, do you know? Uh, Like, way back in the day... Mighty Joe Young, Devil's Advocate, Italian Job, uh, Eon Flux, uh, North Country, Monster. Uh, is just shaking his head I, no I have not to heard, everything. I have not even heard of a single one of those. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, that's all right. It's um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, so I was at Sunset Pool the other day, and I'm lying there, and I, I always pick a spot on the grass, yeah. right? It was actually Friday. I think it was Friday, which is when the movie came out. Um, I pick a spot on the grass. I lie down. And about 10 minutes later, I realized there's like a $5 bill a couple feet away from me. I didn't see it when I lied down there. I was like, wow, I just found $5. Mm. It really lifted up my spirits. I wasn't like having a shitty day, but it was like, wow, I found $5. This is really cool. And I didn't feel bad taking it because when I was at the pool, it was later in the afternoon. There was only one or two other people in the grass area with me, and they were, like, several feet away from me. So it wasn't, like, a kid's $5 that his mom gave him whose stuff was next to my stuff that maybe blew over. Like, there was really nobody at the pool. It was a lost $5. Yeah, so it was mine, yeah. yeah. So I took it up, scooped it up, and I was like, nice. And then later I remembered that I had, like, cash, but I'd spent all my cash, and I only had $2 in my wallet. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, and it's Friday. I had just found $5. I had $2. Now I have $7. $7 is how much it costs to see a movie at the Glen after 5 p.m. And today is Friday. I wonder if Atomic Bond is playing at the Glen. Look it up. Atomic Bond is playing wow. at the Glen. So I was like, yes. Yes. Oh so this is really great. Goodness. So I go see Atomic Blonde. Wow. Really entertaining movie. Really. Uh, very vivid imagery with colors. Yeah. Uh, and phenomenal soundtrack. 
of 80s songs and 80s songs that were done, that are played, like, as a cover. Okay. Uh, And Charlize Theron is just drop-dead gorgeous in everything she does, with the exception of Monster, which I refuse to see because she, like, gained weight for the role, and she's just, like... Portrays this serial killer. She portrays this serial. She portrays a serial killer. She portrays this like serial killer, and she won an Academy Award for it. I was like, I can't see my Charlize as a monster. I don't. I won't see that movie. Maybe I will someday. It's like a. It's a her- pretty horrific film, right? Yeah, monster. it's based on a true I've story. Heard, I've heard it's based some on a true story. Intense things about that. It was originally going to go. I listened to a. Oh, oh, this would be a great segue to a next topic. Uh, I listened to her on a podcast talking about that movie. And not the Nerdist? No, not the Nerdist. <laughs> okay. And she talked good. about how that movie it was like a small role that I think her agent gave her the script. She's like, hey, you might be interested. It was like a small, not a small role, a small movie. Yeah. And it was originally going to go, the financier got really pissed off at looking at the dailies, which are like, the dailies are like the, it's like the draft footage of what they shoot. Okay. So, like, if you're a producer or financier, you can kind of get an idea for what the movie is going to be like. Yeah. Um, and he got super pissed because it was going in a direction that he didn't think – that it, he didn't wasn't expecting. Okay. And they're like – she says, like, the director's like, don't worry about it. Like, we're going to be done with the movie before they decide to, like, shut this movie down. It was originally, I think, supposed to go straight to video at, like, Blockbuster. And, like, this, like the planets aligned and it became, like, it got distributed in theaters and became, like, this huge movie, which you won an Academy Award for. Anyway, listen to her on a, on a podcast that was not Chris Hardwick. And she was great, but the person doing the podcast, first of all, had, uh, in, during the full-length interview, had snippets of commercial promoting product. What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to listen to your podcast. Do this shit before and or after your podcast. Don't do it in the middle of it. It happened like two or three times. Next. How long, how long was it? This is uh, 48 minutes. And they had two in the middle? Yeah. Damn. Okay, go on. It was um, it was Bill Simmons. I don't know who that is. I don't know if you know who it is. I've heard that name. I was extremely disappointed. I, well, Chris Harbick sets a very high bar. Yeah, the standard for me yeah, is extremely it, that, high. That's after the Chris- diamond standard right there. Because also, during the interview, he's like, he mentions every movie that she's in almost and just gets her to talk a little about it. And yeah. he's, like, he's like, okay, you know, um, Ian Flux, like, Duh. so do you want to talk about that? And she's like, what? Uh, it kind of, you can tell she was thrown off a little bit a few yeah. times during the interview. Like, very abrupt. It was like just, it, well, during the interview, he wasn't assumptive like you should be, like, be specific in asking your questions. Don't just throw a movie title out there and be like, talk about it. Yeah. Because obviously someone's going to be like, well, what? where do you want me to take this? Yeah. And don't give me, like, the choice. Like, yeah. you're, this is your podcast, so... What di- do you want to di- know? What, what do you want to know? Direct me yeah. in the direction that you want me to go in yeah. for your podcast. Um, and the biggest thing I took away from it was, like, it was it was not conversational the way Chris Hardwick makes it. It was like, oh, let's just sit down. Oh, we're hanging out. And... And makes it makes his conversation so lively mm. and just so enjoyable to listen to. I would I I was listening to an interview, if that frames it in any way. I yeah. was listening to an interview. Yeah. I don't want to listen to an interview, I want to listen to a conversation. conversation. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think that's like the the key of understanding where I, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna criticize other podcasters for, you know, 
that's my two cents. I'm going to listen to him more because I was like, oh, this is another podcaster that has like probably celebrities and content that I'd be interested in. And that was just one thing. But I'm so attuned to the way Chris Hardwick does his things. Like automatically I'm going to approach something with a little bit of more, um, more, how do you say, with... Uh, uh, critical lens. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think, too, that you... I mean, part of the beauty of podcasts is that, yeah, it's this ongoing conversation of being able to, like, engage with people and be able to unwrap these layers that we have yes. that we're not yes. able to see on TMC or the nightly yeah. news or interview shows. Like, all of these things are guards. Even, even when they go on the Lake Show with, like, Colbert or Fallon or, like... Corden or any of those people, you know, when you have famous people on and they're on for like five minutes or something like that, they have to they have to push their brand, they have to sell whatever movie they're yeah. they're making at the time, and it's like okay, well, your priority is just to make the rounds, right? Yes. Make the rounds, just get through the rounds, promote your product and all that. But then you have someone like Chris Hardwick or other people who do similar things, where it's a it's it, it's okay. Let's set that aside. Like, I want to know about you. Like, I actually care about you as the person. Yeah. Right? Like, that onion layer that you built up doing the rounds Mm -hmm. of, like, okay, here are my cliche answers. It's like, none of that matters because we're dealing with human beings, right? Human beings are unique, every single one of them. It doesn't matter how generic they may seem. Everyone's got their own shit that they got to deal with. I think it was, I was listening to, like, the Tom Cruise interview, which reminds me again, this is another segue into a topic. Um... I think it was Tom Cruise on Chris Hardwick when he was saying, like, uh, he made a joke like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm, like, talking about stuff that I don't talk about on <laughs> talk shows or whatever. Like, he made a joke like he was so relaxed and hanging out with Chris that he was, like, bringing things up that he doesn't bring up with other people. Yeah. Um, but I noticed I was, like, finally trying to listen to this podcast because I noticed on the podcast app I have my – episodes lined up the up next right if then i noticed like an npr thing that was just not in my up next but it was like i went into the npr channel into the feed and i like clicked on it and i accidentally started playing i was like oh shit it like deleted everything that i had up next just completely gone have you ever had that experience where like you have something up next and then maybe you play something that's not in the up next and then your uh, entire up next catalog not is, the entire thing is gone is completely I, gone. I, I've never experienced that. Like it just wipes it out because I've had I've had situations where I'll be like forty minutes into a podcast and then I'll click on a podcast that's only like five to ten minutes. Yeah, and what happens for me is that for whatever reason it transfers to say that exact same time on the podcast that that I that I have transferred from to the new podcast. So say I'm like 43 minutes into a podcast of Chris Hardwick. Yeah. And I transfer to uh, NBC Nightly News. And I'm like, you know, uh, yeah, 40 minutes in to Chris Hardwick. Transfer to NBC Nightly News and then it counts it as I'm 40 minutes in. So it says oh. I played the whole thing. And so... It stops that and then goes to the next one and starts at zero because for whatever reason, the iTunes issue has not been resolved where that's not a problem anymore, where right. where it counts the time for the next podcast and then deletes it because that has been a serious pain in the ass for me when listening to podcasts, switching back and forth. It's yeah. like it'll start you at the time that you start off on a previous podcast. The other thing that happened to me the other day, since we're just talking about phone kind of like phones right now um so i 
yesterday before meeting up with my friend John, I uh, we were texting each other, and then I called him as I left Second City, and yeah. I had my headphones in, talking to him on the phone while I was walking to my car to put some stuff away. Yeah. And at the same time, I've been really into Spotify lately for music. Like my friends have tried to turn me on to it. I'm like, no, I'm totally cool with iTunes. Like I like my iTunes yeah. is good, but. For some reason, it just kind of everything just clicked for me. Where it's like, okay, I'm really about Spotify, and you know what? I'll go ahead and pay ten bucks a month for it to get, not have any ads, and, wow. and so that I can have access it on my phone because you have a limited u- uh, usability, if that's a word, um, on your phone if okay. you're not paying ten bucks a month. Um, so I, I was, I got to the point where I was like, you know, I, I will pay ten dollars a month for Spotify. I'm really a big fan of this right yeah. now. And so I'm on the L, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I got my headphones. I'm going to give my credit card number an upgrade right now so I can listen to it because it was going to take me like 30 minutes to get to where I need to be to go meet up with them. So I update it, upgrade it, and then I have my headphones in still. I hit play. It's like not – it's playing, but I can't hear. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So sometimes I just like fiddle with the thing or like blow into the headphone jack yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but at some point in the universe between when I was using my headphones to talk to my friend John and when I upgraded Spotify, the headphones stopped working. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell? I just upgraded this and I can't even use it right now. This pisses me off. Go about the entire day, whatever. So your headphone jack then is not working. Correct. But hang on. Hang on. I'm not done yet. All right. So then... The other day, or then I go about the day, and then I get in my car. I'm like, you know what? Not a big deal. I, I'm really into a couple songs on the Atomic Blonde soundtrack. The whole soundtrack's awesome, but I'm really into a couple songs that I just love. And so I plug in my little, you've seen my adapter thing that I plug in there so yeah. I can play it on my stereo. And it's, like, not working. And I'm like, whatever. I can't deal with this right now. Like, it's one in the morning. I just need to drive home. So I go home. Um then today, I, I found a toothpick, and I was cleaning out the headphone jack because I was trying to blow into it, but whatever. And then I noticed, like, I'm getting some dust out of it, some, like, lint. I'm like, oh, okay, plug in the headphones, and it still doesn't work. So I'm like, well, what the hell? Okay. I plug my headphones into, like, my computer to just uh, another way to troubleshoot and just figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. They work. Mm-hmm. So it's not the headphones that are the problem. It's the headphone jack because I got excited for a moment. I was like, hey, this will be an opportunity for me to maybe get some of those headphones you were talking about that are the wireless. They yeah. connect to the Bluetooth or something like that. Yep. So now I'm like, what the fuck? Now my headphone jack doesn't work. I started paying for Spotify so I can use it primarily on my cell phone, which I can't use anymore because there was no indication that this was failing. It just stopped working all of a sudden. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's uh, weird, man. I'm in a bit of a pickle right now. Have you uh, YouTubed it? No, I was actually going to do that today. Yeah. Uh, yeah trying to figure out what's going on. I was going to dedicate time today to figure that out. I've because there is weird stuff. There's super weird stuff. This happened once in college. Like, my headphone jack wasn't working in college. I was like, what the hell? And um, I tried to figure out what was going on. And it's just like, oh, look inside the headphone jack. If there's a red light, that means this little prong is sticking out. Just take a toothpick. Push the prong down. It'll stay in place. The light will go off, and the headphone jack will work. Like, what the hell is this? Okay, did that. It works. Like, same thing once my steering wheel was locked by my mom's van when I was, like, 16. 
and I like called my mom, and she's like, "Oh, what you need to do is just um, jiggle it when you put the key in. Jiggle the hand, jiggle the steering wheel while you're trying to turn the car on, and yep. it just unlocks." I'm like, what the hell are these weird like eccentricities these, yes. for your product? Exactly. What is going on with this, yeah. and why are these things happening? I have to be. I'll be honest. So every iPhone that I've had, I've taken apart, and I know that that like voids the warranty. But yeah. uh, regardless, it's fascinating to see like what's inside. Like even this thing, like it's a brick. But I've still taken it apart. Like, How do you no- even go about taking it apart? You need special tools? Um, you see, like, all that shit. Like, basically... Oh, you just basically smash done- it against the, a oh, rock yeah, totally. until it opens, just, as, indicated by, as indicated by the cracks on your cell phone? Uh, that's dropped in a couple of bricks, yeah. Um, no, man, you just, uh, for, like, post-internet, it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't matter what it is. You can learn how to do it. Yeah. Like, for me iPhone, taking apart an iPhone is not an issue because there are plenty of people who know how to take apart an iPhone who you can do it done a video for yeah. it. It's just like, okay, cool. It's done. Like, I know how the inside of an iPhone looks. Doesn't matter. That's cool. Like, which one. Which, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's also frustrating because whereas with a PC slash Microsoft software, you're able to modify it a little more easier. Oh, okay. Apple has customized their design so that you can't, like, you can see what they do, but you can't fuck with it. Like, you can't, like, modify it. Oh. So it's like you, I mean, you can you can replace some of the parts and all that, but the core software systems are things that are just, like, pure Apple. Okay. And beyond the reach of any normal person who's trying to, like, understand what's going on. So, yeah, man. I fucking need a new phone. I need Yeah, phone. me too. So bad. You got that four, man. Yeah, I used I didn't to even know the, these existed. I used to have the 6S and uh, I remember it. that. I broke it. I'm still I rocking the it. the 5 regular. I've had this phone now for four for 3 years. 5 years. Wow. Battery life still fucking awesome, which is weird. Really? Yes. Cuz for all of my other iPhones, battery life has after 3 years has diminished to like yeah. a couple hours of battery life. Well, I got this weird thing sometimes where it's, like, at 13 or 15%, and then it just, like, shuts, shuts off. off yeah. But also, it's gone down to, like, 2%, and it's totally fine for, like, an hour or two, and then it, like, dies. So, yeah. whatever. It's a marketing thing. Whatever. Whatevs. But, yeah, I feel like this is a pretty solid episode. I can't believe we've been talking for, like, an hour right I now. love how, like, all, all of it was just about, like, bitching about restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it was. I really can't believe that an hour's gone by right now. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that's that. You know? <laughs> Is that your sign off? Yeah. That's that? That's that. Dude, come on, man. Ding dong. Cash the check or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, think Cash of the check or something like that. Think of something appropriate for our conversation. Well, that's that. <laughs> As I put my hands in the air and, like, shrug my shoulders like I'm a little kid on some... Uh, novelty television program in black and white with a uh, what's it called? Uh, I have no idea. What are the one-liners called? The punchlines that oh. they always do, or yeah. not punchlines, but uh, like when when the Gary Coleman Gary uh, Coleman has the one-liners. what you talking about Willis? One-liners. What are that? What are those called? One not one-liners. Ones. It's their. Uh, you would like, know better than I. I know. Would. It's I'm like their the thing industry. that they always say in every episode to get a few laughs. Oh, uh, catchphrase. Yes, catchphrase. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> this is knocking futz. Irisy Dicky Roberts.
the no, movie Dickie Roberts with David of, Spade. I've, I've that's, his, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that, so fucking deal with it. <laughs> <laughs>